Welcome into the High Yellow Pod. I am your host, David West. Another special special guest in the building, my man, Arya Bastami. What's up, bro? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much for having me, bro. Man, thank you, man. Like I was just telling you before we just before we got started, bro, it's always a privilege having people. See, what, what I like about you, dog, is you're a very humble guy, man. And you're very gracious with your time. And I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, I know you're mad busy, dog. So anytime I, uh, before we even get started, bro, I just want to take the time to really tell you how much I appreciate you, bro. And even uh, take your time to come on, bro. Yeah, it means the world to me, bro. I, I love what you're doing with the platform. So it's, uh, the, the honor is mine as well, homie. For sure, man. Let's get right into it, bro. So I always like to, I know we could talk a rap all day and we will, but I like to, what I like to kind of do is I always like to start with the journey, right? And how we got to where we are, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I've, Luckily, I've had the privilege of writing about your journey, and I've uh, I've done. A, we're gonna talk about that final in a second. <laughs> but we, I've had the privilege of uh, kind of. I have a little bit of a, of what, a knowing of what's going on with your journey, man. How you came up, bro. So, I'll set the stage a little bit here. Um, Mississippi upbringing, uh, tr- relocated to Texas at a very young age, and that's kind of where I want to start, bro. Because uh, I, I don't, as you may not know, I relocated to Texas at a very young age as well. Mm-hmm. Um, actually from New Orleans due to Katrina, but I'm very interested yeah. in your um, in your story as far as how was that relocation process for you and what kind of do you remember about having to relocate at such a very young age? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, a, it's a very strange time in your life, you know what I mean? Like when you relocate from one area, because especially when you're young, you're malleable, you're a kid, uh, um, having that sense of relocation, it kind of throws everything in disarray. So uh, I remember moving from Mississippi to Texas. I was super, super young, but it's one of my first like memories that I can trace back of being like, yo, where the hell am I? Like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, How young were you? I mean, you get acclimated quick. Uh, three years old. So it was like oh, my man. very he was, first he was younger than me, bro. I was like six. Yeah. <laughs> so you really yeah, didn't know yeah, what yeah. was going so, on. Uh, exactly. So my very first memories is really just a sense of confusion, which I guess played on throughout this end, the the story of my life, if you will. But um, yeah, man, it was a it was a weird time to say the least. But I've I've been Southside born and raised, bro. Third coast. For sure, man. Okay, so yeah, story very much different than mine, man. Because I came in six years old just uh just very pessimistic uh i hate it bro I, I still have a bit of resentment toward texas bro and it sucks because <laughs> texas has been great to me bro it really has um, yeah but i guess kind of how i obviously i left due to unforeseen circumstances right whole right. Uh, whole hurricane came in uh, and i had to relocate due to that and it essentially isolated me from my entire family right and then right. i feel like that's where sort of the bitterness and baggage comes from man i guess did you have family in texas already or were you kind of Nah, so yeah, kind of in the, not in the same sense of obviously like a, a natural disaster like Katrina, but um, my mom had lost her job. And so we had to move because of that. So it was, to an extent, it was unforeseen because I don't think anyone was expecting that my mom was going to lose her job and we were going to stay here or stay in Mississippi, if you will, excuse me. But um, yeah, I guess there's a little bit of resentment. Like I, I always wanted to know what life would have been like if I had lived in Jackson. Like, if I was in that area, like, how would I have played out as a human being? And I'm sure that's some that's, sense bro, That's like, all I think about, bro. Yeah. And it sucks because I look at you, right, and you've come so far. I've come so far, man. I feel like we're both on a path of greatness, essentially. We're doing great things. Me with this podcast, mm-hmm. you with your music endeavors. Um, so it, it, I, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that you think about these things as well because it's like we're doing yeah. so good. We we both went to UT, which we're gonna talk about. Yeah. We've all we've done these successful things, but it's like, man, what 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 the hell could what could have my life could have been, right? So I'm happy it's good to know, bro. You think about the same things. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. So yeah, you get to Texas, man, and um, we don't gotta spend too much time on that specifically, but I do. Obviously, you landed at UT. I know we're skipping a whole bunch of pieces, so you could, if in any parts of the journey you want to hit on, please do. Uh, cut me I got anytime, bro. I, but obviously, you get to UT, man. Uh, was that the the school you wanted to go to the whole time? Because I feel like we're gonna be so, differing on that too. Damn, you're the first person to ever ask this question. I gotta be honest, man. So UT was definitely look. UT is a school school that held a lot of affinity in my heart ever since I was growing up. But the first school that I ever ever really wanted to go to, man. I'm a sports fan. You're a sports fan. I want to go to UNC. I want to be a Tar Heel because of Jordan. So that was the first <laughs> school. I got waitlisted yeah. from UNC and then UT. I don't even want to say it in the sense that it was my second choice, bro. Like, it's a great school. Like, I love UT. 
to the death and it's it's one of those things bro, I, i'm not I gonna judge you bro i promise i'm not judging yeah i didn't, I didn't know i didn't i this was not in the plan for me at all <laughs> you know, trust me you're good but, well, because see, this is what I'm saying. No one has ever asked this question. So I'm like, yeah, you you which I am. Look, I went there. I'm going to, you know, a part of the school and its tradition now. But um, yeah, man, my first ever, the, the choice, I applied to two schools. I applied to UNC and I applied to UT and Word. UNC waitlisted me. UT accepted me. I was like, all right, I'm going to UT. So Word. that was kind of the story. But I mean, I loved, there were, those were the two schools, man. It was uh, Vince Young for UT for me. And then it was MJ. UNC and so it was, yeah. no, that's another thing I appreciate bro because most people you talk to like I, I and I, I could feel for you that it was kind of hard to even say what you just said because it, UT is such a prideful school man very I feel yes. like I maybe it's a privilege that I didn't want to go there my whole childhood right because I feel like we're very biased to our school you can yeah. I'm, a, I'm a diehard LSU bro I was at LSU versus Texas rooting for LSU I'll straight up say it I had a jersey Dang. on it is what it is, bro. It yeah. just is what it is, man. Because I obviously I'm Louisiana to the yeah. Every that's just my heart, bro. So it's that's good true. to hear that you don't have that bias. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though you just graduated, and it's uh, obviously. But we're you know you're a proud alum. I'm sure I'm gonna be a proud alum very soon here. Right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you get you get to Texas, man, and mm-hmm. I, I I guess kind of when did well let's. Cause I know your admiration for rap came in way before you got to UT. So I guess yeah. backtrack a little bit here. Um, kind of go into when did rap become sort of when did when did, when did that admiration uh, sort of come to fruition? Cause I know a little bit about it, but I would love for you to t- tell the audience. Yeah, man, absolutely, bro. So I had a I had, oh I I have a brother who's eight years older than me, um, and around the time that I was seven or eight years old, that's when Wayne was really hitting his peak. Like I think that's when the Carter Three first dropped. And so my brother was blaring this album. And obviously, I mean, we look at it in retrospect. Now it's a classic Wayne tape. Might be arguably his best project. Oh, Carter 3? Carter 3, yeah. Oh, that's a classic. I mean, that's a, cl- <laughs> that's a classic. Yeah, no, it's a classic. And people, you, can, you can argue it's his best album in his discography. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 definitely. Not including the mixtapes, because I could go days for the mixtapes. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's, he's blaring this album. I think it was, the, it was around the same time that he had got his, like, 19... 96 Toyota Corolla so he just got a CD player in it yeah. he was taking me to school that's all we were listening to so uh, at a very young age I was like man like this guy is like Wayne is going crazy so I was listening to Wayne and then from there I backtracked into just like earlier music so like the first hip-hop song that I could say I remember prior to listening to Carter 3 as extensively as I did was Slick Rick uh, Children's Story Mm, and it's really it's i mean good. one of the greatest at least in my opinion one of the greatest pieces of narration through hip-hop yes. of just like delving into I'm this lane you. of two different, two different yeah. people and and the the decisions that they make and the consequences that come from it and so i mean ever since i was young man i had a passion for writing and so that kind of coincided with music and i played instruments i played the piano the violin and then i listened to hip-hop i was like yeah this is the greatest culmination of music in my opinion that you can have and so mm that's kind of where it started the inception of it was through my brother playing uh the carter three because when i listened to slick rick i was like yo this is really tight and then i just i don't know i don't know what happened i got i have a hazy recollection as to where my hip-hop yeah. uh admiration went after that and then carter three and then i just went from there yeah what in- what uh, instruments did you say you played uh before a piano so i play the piano a lot more than i do the violin i don't play the violin as much anymore but yeah i mean uh, I play the piano, more so the keyboard now into like my production, because if yeah. I'm making beats, I don't really use the piano. But um, yeah, bro, uh, those are the two instruments that I play. So what was it? Because what, um, what about, was it just the, the ability to express yourself within the lyrics that got you? Because obviously, I think piano is mad dope. I actually want to pursue a piano, to be honest. I'm very interested in it. What was it? Do you feel like just being able to express yourself in rap, is that kind of why that kind of became the path for you? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, man, because it was always for me, I'd always love to write and I would just creatively write stuff. And when I say creatively, I don't mean in a good way. I would just write random stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so hip hop kind of gave me an outlet to do that through. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's essentially what it was because I've always had a passion for writing. I still do. And to, to put that through, um, an outlet of instrumentation or co- collided with instrumentation i think is great and i think you know it makes 
uh, a story reach the masses um, a lot easier. It's more susceptible for people to listen to it, if you will. Or yeah, man, that's mad dope, bro. What I um, what I kind of want to dive into as well is again having the privilege of writing about this in this final. We can talk about this final real quick, man, because it was because uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep referencing it, bro. That was yeah. an interesting experience, bro. It really it was. was. For me. It was interesting for me, bro. Ke- uh, K. Rob, Kevin, bro. He like he like a week or two weeks before the show or maybe it was two weeks before the show he's like hey Arya, i know that you're doing a show can we write about it i was like i mean i was like if you want to man like sure because at that time i didn't know how anything was gonna go and yeah. uh justin sanchez the guy who did the yeah. thing he created like the the platform for the show he was still kind of in the works of getting everything settled so when kevin asked me i was like sure i mean if you want to but i don't know what's about to happen um yeah. yeah no i bet mean, i I was in such an interesting you can just imagine the inter- interesting dynamic i was in man he presents he presents the idea right yeah he, he frames it as it's, this is the final i'm like wait yeah. this is the final like 80 like 45 percent of my grade is gonna lie on this performance so you can imagine mine i'm like okay <laughs> that's a big deal like that's a lot of that's a, that's a hold on up, but um what was dope bro obviously you started coming to the classes man and we had met before i can't remember i don't know where we met before but we obviously knew each other when you was coming yes. to the classes bro yes. and uh bro you you telling your story man and i thought it was dope bro like it um again bro i like i like keeping you around bro and being a friend of yours bro i can't can't stress enough bro how humble you are man and you told your story bro and we got to write about it and all that different things bro and i really it got it helped me understand you more understand your worldview bro so Mm -hmm. i really uh i guess i just say that to say like i remember going to the final like man what what, this is the final like but but as i'm progressive man and we went to the performance it was mad dope like it was insane bro but um yeah man kind of transitioned from that bro um, I also want to dive in, man, because something I also learned about you is that your parents, man, you being uh, your parents from Iran, am I correct? Yes, so sir. I guess I, if I remember you, and correct me if I'm wrong, I remember you saying something along, along the lines of you hesitated to tell them that you wanted to pursue rapping as a career path just because of how potentially they would look at that endeavor. Uh, would you mind kind of going into that as well? Kind of how you might have. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. yeah. No, I- Absolutely, bro. I mean, I think, you know, it's a huge thing within um, Middle Eastern culture that you're supposed to go through the avenue of of being a doctor, being an engineer, being a lawyer or something with uh, a sense of financial stability. So even with me presenting to them, yo, I want to do journalism, I want to creatively write, I want to do this kind of stuff. They even look at that hesitantly. The community that I live in looked at that like with like, yo, that's kind of weird that you're not doing the regular path of what you should be doing. And though I have nothing for respect for people that want to dedicate their life to doing that, whether it be in law, whether it be in engineering, you know, or being a doctor, whatever the case is, um, I just never had that sort of passion for it and so i mean i presented that to my parents i'm like yo this is what i really love doing um obviously i've been playing music my entire life hip-hop has been a big part of my life they knew that when i was younger like i would hang up uh i would buy cds bro and i would take the little uh, sliver of the cover of the cd and i would just put it on my wall as like it was a poster i mean it was a really small ass poster (laughs) but it was like what i would do yeah for sure and so that's what I would do. And they had always known that I loved hip hop. I mean, ever since I was young, but yeah, it was one of those things for, for my parents and both my community. They were like, yo, like what the hell is this kid doing? But it's, you know, for me, you got to take the way I perceive life, bro. It's just like, if, you know, not to get all Wayne Drake YOLO or Wayne Ross, well, all three of them, but, uh, (laughs) but like, well, this is it. Like if we really only have one life to live, like I'm not going to sit there being miserable. I can't like I, I, and I urge people not to do that because like, if you have a passion, you just got to chase it. Um, and I think is this, this kind of how you, pre- is this how you kind of presented this? Did you present this to your parents at one point? Like, this is, uh, kind of what you're saying yeah. now, how this is all I have. Like I have to go after yeah. my drink. Exactly. How did they yeah. meet that? How did they, uh, kind of reciprocate? How did they, uh, yeah, meet that? Yeah. yeah. At first, I mean, to be, to be completely blown with you, bro, at first they were not about it at all. And it, yeah. it took a lot. I mean, it took me even telling them like, yo, I want to do journalism. And I presented them a plan of, Hey, you know, both UT and UNC have great programs for this. This is what I would do if I was at UT. This is what I'll do if I'm at UNC. And then kind of the same thing with music. I was like, yo, um, this is how I'll present stuff to music. This is how I can um, 
send stuff to editorial playlists through Spotify or Apple and make the connections like that. So you like, I guess the thing that it made me have a plan with my parents, like I always had to have something to at least present. And I think that's good to have in life because even if the plan doesn't go the way you want it to, right. Even if a pandemic happens, right. And you don't, there's no way you can ever plan for that. You at least have some backbone or backing to be like, okay, well, I can still tweak some things here and there and fix that so I can continue what I want to do. Um, but yeah, bro, it was, I mean, it was a, it was a tough transition for everything, for, for what I wanted to do educationally, what I wanted to do through my passion and uh, hopefully knock on wood one day, my profession. Um, yeah, bro. It was, it was I, I think a, that's so, I think it's so interesting that the, the parallels, I think this is what I've started to, really enjoy about journalism as I progress through my career, right? It, it, it interlaps and it parallels with so many different things, bro, from podcasting to anything. Uh, like you said, you can you had a plan where you can take your journalistic skills and apply that to music. Just, you can write about it. You can do so many different things. And I feel like that's kind of, I definitely didn't know this going in, man. It's crazy. It sounds like you had this figured out. <laughs> I, yeah. I had to kind of, I got to UT, man, kind of was just, because uh, the school I went to prior to UT, there, there was no journalism program. So I kind of just got there and it's like, okay, yeah. I kind of went to sports TV, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think that's what I've kind of started to appreciate about journalism, bro. It's, there's just so many different things you could do with it, bro. Like this podcast, man, it's insane. You got to be with, with journalism. I think you have to be a jack of all trades. Like you have, you could be thrown into anything. Like, even if you wanted to do sports, I know people that are at, uh, that are, they just now graduated from UT that wanted to do sports journalism or covering politics. Like you have to, be a jack of all trades. You got to do everything. And I think that's the, yeah, it's the thing about journalism. That's so beautiful. It, it uh, traverses over so many different fields and avenues. Yeah. Um, and it's a dope thing, man. It's a, it's a great thing. I think the sports thing is an interesting thing we could talk about as well, because I feel like, I think it's, that's sort of what you wanted to go into as well. Was it sports television or was it, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sports television, sports broadcasting, for sure. Yeah, so obviously I'm in the same boat, right, when I first get to UT. And I think it's interesting right now, um, I just applied for, like, Longhorn Network, right? <laughs> we might not have sports at all. So I feel yeah. like it's a very scary thing, man. It goes back to – I had a guest on a few weeks back, man. He talked about this thing called identity foreclosure, right, and yeah. how we can't be so consumed in one identity because, like you said, bro, pandemic going on, people are just graduated. They're trying to pursue sports. We might – sports journalism. We might not have sports at all. So it's, right. it's pretty crazy, man. So I guess anybody listening, man, I just, I guess my advice is just, bro, you got to pursue multiple things. Like I said, man, you, like I'm doing this podcast and different things, but it's like, that's a scary thing, man. Cause I guess like we both know people, we're both heavily in journalism, sports journalism specifically. Like right. they're looking for opportunities in this field, man. And it might not even come to fruition right Few now. Few and far between. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point you make. It's, uh, it's something that I think within human nature, we always find ourselves in, at least myself, like just pigeonholing yourself in one thing because of, it could be pride, you know, like I'm just so prideful that I was like, yo, if this plan doesn't work for me, like what the hell am I supposed to do then? Yeah. Uh, where, you know, in reality, life has a multitude of different things that it's going to throw at you and you got to figure out how to assess and readjust from it. So that's, yeah, that's a really interesting take that you made. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's like you said it, bro. It's an interesting time, man. How, speaking of the pandemic, man, how has it kind of uh, affected you, bro? Like what kind of changes have you kind of had to make or, or yeah. any type of any type of anything you wanted to address, how it's kind of affected you, bro. And how uh, your, maybe your life path has changed. I know ain't no touring going on. No, uh, yeah, no, no bro, like that, bro. So I know you're right. Yeah. Let me say this, bro. 2020 has been an absolute, you know, thunderstorm. I don't even know how to explain it, bro. It's been Insane. one of the most, yeah, one of the most trivial years I think anyone within our generation has ever experienced. And and though I, I think there are people, obviously I'm grateful to be in the position, just like you and I, bro, we, we're able, we're blessed enough to have this conversation and sit here. There are people that, you know, may not be able to have that kind of opportunity or luxury. Um, and the pandemic has caused a lot of turmoil with a lot of different people, both globally and domestically. But homie dude i was supposed to and not to like put this on myself but right after the show i had things set up to where when south by came around i was gonna open up for uh quest love of the roots oh and like that one yeah bro i mean there were there were so many things that were set up for me at least in the sense of music and just you know going out that way 
especially right after graduation. And so when yeah. that can happen, I couldn't really quickly. I'm just going to say uh, the show he's talking about is I think it was in November, the digital dopamine, right? Yeah. Di- digital yeah. Dopamine that was yes, in New- that's right. November, yeah. December ish, uh, 20, 2019. Just, just for a context for everybody. But keep right. going, bro. No, absolutely. Absolutely. My apologies. Yeah. No, you're so, um, yeah, man. So I had that stuff lined up. The show was in late 2019. Then I graduated in 2019. Then 2020 was going to come around with uh, South by there was supposed to be rhythm and flow with Netflix that I was supposed to be on just a bunch of stuff that was just like halted. And so like we were talking about, man, you, you had to learn to readjust and, and uh, you know, assess what you can do at this point. And so uh, in regards to music, I will say the one thing that it has been a blessing for, I will not to like pat myself on the back a little, but like, no, please, bro. This is you, man. I've gotten, uh, I've gotten to be a little bit better of a producer. And that's something that I've always been uh, really not necessarily insecure about for, but like for lack of a better term, I guess, insecure uh, that I couldn't do really well. I couldn't produce really well. And now I think I'm decent enough at it. So um, it's definitely helped with like music evolution. And uh, dude, when you're bogged down in in a room or wherever you might be, you the mind goes, and you kind of got to follow that train of of imagination. So it's it's helped a lot with just like creativity as well, which is so contradicting because how can you ever be in a sense of creativity when you're cooped up in a room? But uh, oh man, people like you and myself, I feel like we find ways, man. It's so beautiful to hear, like you said, you kind of taking on this producing endeavor. I would just hope out of I'm I'm fairly pessimistic on a lot of things, bro. But if there's one thing I'm optimistic about regarding this pandemic, bro, I hope people are sitting down and like. Like me in this podcast, this was just an idea, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I hope people are really tapping into that potential and like really taking on these endeavors, bro. Because if I had, I had a, a hip hop professor actually who tell me who told this told me this, um, if you're not pursuing your endeavors right now, bro, it's kind of like either you don't have that love for it that you think you do, or yeah, maybe it's just not meant to happen, bro. Because I feel like this is the perp, this has been the perfect opportunity for, like you said, tapping into that that untapped potential, right? To really do sure. things, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you're right, man. And it's, uh, it's one of those things, bro. Like when it comes down to it, we're in our twenties, man. Like time yeah, is fleeting. Bro. Time is a very fleeting thing. And we are in a, in a time of our life where, you know, you're not, the way I perceive it is that you're not really granted too many mistakes to make in life, but the time that you're able to make mistakes is right now. So it's like, whatever you want to do, whatever it might be, whatever risks you want to take, I think now is the best time to do it because you can't like, I, I mean, you can, I, I, I want to be a believer of people that can chase their dreams whenever they want to, but like reality is reality sometimes, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's a harsh, harsh thing. So you got to chase it while you're young. And I think that's what we're doing right now, man. And it's, I mean, that's a part of the, it's a part of the journey. Yeah, bro. I, I agree with you hundred percent, man. Again, I just hope people are really taking the time to really pursue those endeavors, man. Talk about I, making big transitions, bro. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you were planning on moving to Cali after you graduated. Uh, was that, yep. uh, did that get derailed by the pandemic or what happened? Yep. Uh, we got derailed. Ah, damn it, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Next time. <laughs> next time, bro. Next time. Next time. But yeah, man, I'm still in Dallas. I, I think a, a good thing about it, too, is, I don't know, man, but look, like I said, we, I wasn't able to go to Cali, wasn't able to do some things. I'm sure there are a lot of things that, you know, yeah, with LHN, for example, there's a lot of things that are still up in the air. Um, but just the, the ability that you have to, to go out and make this podcast and, and explore that lane of creativity for yourself and me with music, like that's still something that we have and hold on to. So, you know, it's, Though, despite all of the things, because I'm with you, man, I try to be as positive, but most of the time I'm a real pessimist, to be be honest. So, yeah, uh, yeah, man, I'm right there with you. But yeah, bro, you got to you got to try at least to to tap into that. And and despite everything, just chase what you uh, truly want to do. Yeah, I think that's a good segue. I, what I like to, I have a, I'm, I have the privilege of knowing a handful of dope rappers like yourself, man. Pretty personally, again, I'm happy you came on, bro. I really appreciate you taking the time, man. But um, well, I say that to say, bro, something I like to explore with them, kind of, is how have you been able to keep that prolonged, in, prolonged interest in rapping, man? Because again, man, it's sort of muddy waters, right? Uh, I think you're yeah. in an interesting uh, p- position where you've had sort of. I don't want to say immediate success because I don't want to shortcut your journey uh, by any means, right? But you've you've endured success that um, at our age most people haven't. 
so I guess has that, if at all, kind of played into your interest uh, in pursuing rap uh, continuously, or how has that um, sort of uh, played into it? The thing with with rap, because I I just feel like there's no other genre of music that is as competitive and as like I got it and you don't, so you gotta like bring it kind of yeah. genre and music than hip hop, bro. So it's like even when I feel like I don't want to do it, like Hov and Jay like drop an album, I'm like damn, like they're coming like this. I gotta come with something. Like it's, it's just like <laughs> yeah. even though. The chances of me meeting Jay-Z are like crazy to none. But like the way yeah. I'm thinking about it in my head is, yo, if this is how it's going to be, I got to come with something. And it's like every time it's just that sense of competitiveness and also the sense of just ad admiration for the game, bro. Like it's just such a great avenue of music that has never been shown before. And so yeah. that's kind of what kit keeps me uh, just loving music, man. And And it's cool. Like you see a lot of people within like, the new school of rappers, right? Like the, just like different takes of, of, you know, like people that we may have grew up on, right? Like there's a, there are people that have, there's like a hundred different variations in my opinion of like Lil Wayne. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that no, in a very no. good way. Like people would take, yeah, people take, uh, you know, inspiration and tweak it to their own thing. And I think that's dope, bro. Like, so, I don't know. That's that's kind of what keeps me invested in love uh, with music and in hip hop. It's just to see what's coming up next and and kind of like the OGs that still got it, man. Yeah, man. Focusing kind of on that immediate success again, not to shortcut anything, but uh, how when did that when did you start a, when did you start getting sort of that your peers around you, man, especially in Austin, bro, because you kind of took off, bro. I, I know you're a humble guy, man, but you've kind of blown yeah. up, bro, and it's incredible to watch, bro. And I like, again, I like keeping people, people like you around, bro, because I feel like you handle it so well. Like, you're very grounded, bro. You're a humble cat every time I talk to you, so that's why I appreciate you. Um, yes, but, yeah, man, when did that when did that success start coming in, like, where your peers and where you kind of just took off in Austin, man? How you, yeah. I don't want to short-trade you in that right anyway, because I know <laughs> you kind of taken off a little globally, too, but, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, was it the backseat freestyles or was it the... Uh... Nah, it was, bro, it was this one thing that I had done. It was the NBA rap that I had done that caught uh, the attention of my favorite hooper right now, still to this day, uh, Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard. Oh, um, man, he's in the news right now, bro. Yeah, he's, he's, bro. He, hey, bro, like, let him drop I'm, I'm all for <laughs> go ahead, Dame, go ahead. I'm all for Dame. Uh, but, yeah, man, it, that's kind of like the first thing that had happened because... A lot of the times in hip hop, at least my exploration of hip hop and in music is I was just very closed in with it. I didn't really want to share it with anybody. It was just something I enjoyed doing. And it wasn't until the NBA season was coming around and, excuse me, one of my friends was like, yo, I know you're good at rapping. And I'm like, nah, I'm ready. He's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. You got to do a rap, <laughs> do a rap with like the NBA thing. And I was like, yo, that's an interesting idea. And so I took it, ran with it, and then like it kind of it kind of took off from there. The first video I'd done, and I was like, "Yo, this is kind of tight." It's people actually liked it, and so I, yeah. I started posting like non-sports related raps, sports related raps that caught the attention of UT, um, and then ran with that for a little bit uh, with with their uh, commit freshman committing class uh, back in 2018 and 2019. Mm -hmm. And then worked with uh, CDC, uh, the homie. Uh, not, mm -hmm. not the center of disease control, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, I, nah. we, gotta, we gotta specify now. We gotta oh, specify yes, now. sir. Especially oh. on the pod. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, Chris Ogonzi, the athletic director for UT, worked with him. And uh, oh, they were, they were so always so... Yeah, they were always so great. Like, just... I was so grateful to, to be around their presence, man. They were always so humble with me. It was just... It was a really dope thing, and that kind of uh, was one of the first instances for me to be like, yo, like, if this rapping thing never takes off, you, like, you better humble yourself because these people that are in these very successful positions are treating you like a human being. And I know that for me, I was like, damn, that's so dope, and I think that's how everyone should be treated. So that's kind of what it was for me, bro, because I've, I've, I've been in rooms with some people that are much bigger artists than I am that are straight, just like, they went straight to their head, bro. And it's just like, damn, you hate to see it. But that's that's one of the things, bro, that it's like, you got to treat people with respect. I think that's 
the only thing when you're when you're you know on your last days of life i don't want to be remembered as a guy that was like an ass to people i i want to be no i'm trying not to be man like, but I, I hope people uh i hope they see this and be like david kind of cool bro. he all right <laughs> <laughs> I, I try not to be man but some people might uh some people might uh disagree with me but you like you said bro you, you've been in the room with some dope artists man um I, I want to bring back this mantra, bro. Uh, rap for logic or die trying, man. What does uh, yeah. that mean to you, bro? What does that uh, even mean well, to you, man? Just uh, what, what what comes to mind when I say that? Uh, hunger, bro. I was just like so invested in this thing of of meeting him because it was around the time. Because like I said, bro, going back and listening to Wayne, it was such a great time for music because that was when right before Cole was about to, like his come up was coming. Drake's come up was coming. Right. Uh, uh, you have a bunch of artists. I mean, there was Dizzy Wright, Vince Staples, Odd Future. Like, there was just such a crazy time for music. Great and Logic time. was one of the – yeah, great time for music. And Logic was one of those guys when he was dropping his mixtapes that I just stumbled upon it when he dropped his first one, I think, on Dat Piff. So, like, shout out Dat Piff. Nice. Uh, and yeah, so, so – my <laughs> Yeah, bro. The Dat Piff and LimeWire, bro, is where I downloaded just – copious amounts of illegally streamed music. Bro, were you on Frostwire uh, too, bro? Frostwire was yes, Frostwire was a savior. Yeah. Bro, I was getting them albums. Hey, bro, nobody watches this. Exactly. <laughs> we, we was getting those illegal streams then. <laughs> seriously, bro, seriously. It was a different time. It was a different time. It was but, different, uh, man. We were, young, we were young and dumb. Exactly. <laughs> Don't come there after us. <laughs> there you go, there you go. But yeah, man, and it was just one of those things, like I listened to Logic and his mixtapes and I just immediately fell in love with his like his ability to be an artist but also a fan of the game and i was like damn like that's a really cool way to like you know go through this genre of hip-hop and so he had always been someone that was a favorite of mine growing up and i was like damn bro like me i put all my homies onto him i was like yeah man this is the guy like when my friends were like yo like when they found out i was like rapping and stuff they're like yo it'd be so tight if you met logic like let's get tickets we'll get you backstage just rap for his ass like do whatever and I'm yeah. like, yeah, man, I'm, I always played it in my head. I'm like, I'm going to just walk up to him. Boom, 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 bar, 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 bar. Just like stuff <laughs> like that. And I would always, I would see videos of like people running up on yay or like, like famous artists or like the story of J. Cole where he handed Jay-Z a CD. Jay-Z was like, hell yeah. not. Nah, that. bro, we good. Yeah, like, keep, that, keep that. And then the next year he signed him. So I'm like, bro, it could happen. And uh, it was just one of those things, man, where it was one of the, first time driver spoke something so much into fruition it happened like i just said it bro i like i did yeah, it got to the right. point especially when i was at ut and i started rapping a bunch like i didn't even care anymore i was like forget the the stigma from the community forget the people saying whatever they want to say i'm gonna just rap for this dude because i know i want to and then it ended up uh it ended up happening man just spoke it to, into existence yes sir that's such a positive that's such a, a, a a positive thing, bro. That's such an important, sure. bro. It's, that's really what it comes down to, man. It's just auto suggestion, bro. Just positive reinformation. It's like this could happen. This could happen, right? That yes, that's, that's, that's very underrated, bro. For um, sure. So you obviously meet the cat, man. And um, what's he like, bro? Because I, because it's interesting, bro. I've always had this respect for Logic, man. It's uh, yeah. I've always, I guess, I can see the parallels, bro. Because y'all, I don't very both both of you cats, both uh, very humble y'all's approach, yeah. man. And focused on the lyrics and et cetera. Um, mm. What was that experience like just meeting them, finally getting that, that meeting, man? What was that? And bro, I like, I'm not even saying this in like a corny, like cliche way. It was everything I thought it was going to be. Like I legit, I was like, yo, this is That's big, so bro. You meet people, you meet your idols, bro. And they be assholes. So it's, that's, that's what, big, bro, bro. That's, facts, big. that's the thing I was, I was <laughs> genuinely, I was genuinely scared about. Cause like I said, man, I've been in rooms with other artists that are like, you know, they haven't blown up, blown up yet, but they're big. And they got, you know, they just got signed, whatever the case is. And they're like, asses bro i'm like damn like this is tough but uh yeah. to, to meet him sit down and have a one-on-one -on -one, bro this is something i'm gonna tell you because i gotta yeah. i'm to the life of me i want to get this footage so in the documentary that i did with the youtube original series hit record uh joseph gordon levin and logic there is this 30 minute sit down interview that i have with logic that him and i are just chopping it up together and yeah. i've still to this day been berating youtube and hit record like bro please just give me this footage like i, I will never post it i just want it for myself um but yeah man we got to chop it up for a little just him and i and just he's a humble ass dude bro and he just yeah. gave me a lot of uh at least at that time just gave me a lot of uh sense of affirmation like damn bro like i can really do this um 
because I'm in, I'm in a room with a multi-millionaire, multi-platinum selling artist, producer, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, yo, this can't happen. And so, um, yeah, man, it, it was a it was an amazing experience. Amazing experience. I guess that's sort of that's I'm sure that's something that's kind of driving you now. Huh? Just the, the, again, you, you speak something into existence and it's kind of it comes to fruition. It's kind of like, man, anything could be possible at this point, man. Yes. Like, I, want, I kind of want you to touch on this, uh, especially, man, because, again, you've kind of endured the success at a very young age, man. And uh, I feel like you have an interesting perspective on how you could just your dreams could just manifest itself into whatever you want them to be, man. So, yeah, please. I, I would love for you to speak on that. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I think when I really started um, believing in it is when I just stopped listening to everybody else. And I don't even mean that in like, a, oh, it's only me in this world. Nah, nothing like that. Like, I, I stopped listening to everybody else in regards to like criticism or whatever. Not in the sense of like constructive criticism, but more so in the sense of like doubt of like, yo, like, what are the chances really you could do this? Or like, yo, like there's so many people in the entertainment industry. Like, how could you really make your own avenue? Cause like that doubt has always lingered. And to be, to be, to be fair and to be honest, like it still lingers to this day, especially we're in quarantine, bro. It's like, damn, like, could this even really happen in the position we're in right now? But when I really started, I think taking off a little bit, at least internally with my music is when I was like, forget, all of that, I have one set goal. I'm going to just focus on the goal. Forget the streams, forget the Twitter followers, the Instagram followers, forget all of this. None of it matters right now other than the song that I'm working on and what I'm trying to create. And so I was so focused and locked in on that one thing um, that everything else kind of blocked out. And because of that, I had this, you know, just, I don't know, just this drive to be like, yo, this has to be great. And I have to make this great. And I kind of took everything else out. It's kind of when, uh, the best way I can put it is like, when LeBron goes uh, zero dark 23, that's exactly mm. how I felt. It's just like, you- It was that, yeah, block, man. Block out everything, <laughs> focus on dangerous. the goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, zero dark 23, LeBron goes crazy. But, uh, but yeah, so like, that's kind of how it was for me. That's kind of how I perceived it to be. And um, yeah, man, that's that's what I want people to understand is that anyone can do it, bro. I'm a kid from Mississippi that moved to Texas. You moved from Louisiana to Texas, and we're here in this position, right? Like, I think hindsight is 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 2020, and so sometimes when you live in the moment, you don't really get to see how much you've done it as a person. For you and I to be, you know, in college, or I'm a college graduate, and for you to be in this system right now, crazy. Like, just put that in perspective. The, the odds were like, stacked. The odds were stacked for sure. At, yeah, exactly. Um, and so for for you to be in this position, for me to be in this position is still crazy in itself. And that's kind of what drives me sometimes is not only blanking everything out that could be uh, a doubt or um, a negative kind of energy, but also just like reflecting on everything that I have done up until this moment. And that could go to anybody, right? Like yeah. you could be an, an accountant for for all i care and you can be like damn <laughs> i really did i checked the debits and the credits and i made sure everything was straight i did that that's that, sure. that true for so sure no you're not so, your preacher man yeah so that's that's kind of that's kind of how i feel about it bro and like there's seven billion people on this earth you're you're bound to relate to somebody like that's also mm. another thing too like you can make it man you can make an yeah, avenue okay. hey, there's seven billion people out here you're telling me no one else is gonna rock with you that's crazy so damn bro that's a beautiful way to look at it man and again i can't this is why i like keeping cats like you around bro i like i like having yeah. this perspective man um let's talk about that performance bro that we've referenced a little bit man uh yeah. i remember I, I got a little of the backstory bro but if you i want you to tell the whole story man kind of mm-hmm. what how the planning that went into that performance uh sort of your your angst going into it man uh yeah um, about it bro it was one of those things, bro. Like I, I had told myself, you know, by the time I get out of UT in my time here, I want to perform. I want to do something uh, and just like kick it with people. And I had done it on like smaller scales. Like people would invite me every now and again. They're like, yo, just come through to the party. Just like spit a quick 16 and bounce. Cause I'm not really a big <laughs> party person. Like I wouldn't really go to those things. But like if yeah. any of my homies were like, yo, like one of my friends says they really like your music. Can you just come through real quick and spit something? I'd be like, yeah, sure. It's like, it's not a big deal, but um do you like that part of the game though i just yeah i feel like it's a rapper question but is that 
I feel like rappers probably hate being asked, hey, bro, just freestyle. Like, just, I'm not going to ask you freestyle. Every, I probably, bro, every, <laughs> now, <laughs> every now and again, but to be to be honest, I actually love freestyling. Because, like, if you're freestyling, like, actually freestyling and just saying what's coming to your head, it, to me, is fun as hell to do. Because, like, I'll go on, uh, for example, I'll do this, like, every now and again. I'll go on Instagram Live for, like, an hour. And I'll be like, yo, just give me words to freestyle. And I'll put a beat up. And I'll just like read the words and I'll freestyle them because it's yeah. fun for me. But yeah, every now and again, like if it's like a third time in the day, like I remember <laughs> it was like, uh, I think it was UT, UT USC. And when UT had won, I was going, I was walking back to West Campus, bro. And it was like, just so many drunk people there. It was like, bro, please, <laughs> just one time, dog, just spit a 16 more time. No. I'm like, first time I did it, second time I did it, by the third time I'm like, damn, man, I'm like, I'm going to just regurgitate the same thing at this point. Um, got to. yeah got bro. To, so, bro. so uh so yeah i i enjoy it but i can understand why people would be like yo like i don't like doing that all the time it makes sense i get yeah. it i won't um, ask you to freestyle on the pod bro i won't i won't <laughs> I I pro- no i'm this i won't <laughs> i won't thank sorry you, for the people you. watching for the people watching <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting that but uh yeah bro this uh my bad cut, 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 no cut. no uh, not, yeah not yeah your performance uh yeah yeah people yeah going trust. going back to the uh going back to the show bro so uh, Justin Sanchez, who is, uh, he's the creator of Digital Dopamine. He makes a lot of uh, videographer. He's a videographer that works with a bunch of art artists within the Texas region, but he's gone out a little bit. Um, he was a cat, bro. He was, he was super dope, super humble with me. He was like, he reached out. He was like, yo, I think you're really, you're really great with what you do. Would love to shoot videos for you. And that's kind of how we linked up. So it was him. Uh, Zane, who's a very good friend of mine, the Carter Sue. Uh, who is like my engineer and we produce a lot of music together it was us three and we were always like yeah but we're gonna do a show we gotta do a show we gotta do a show and when Justin really started getting the ball rolling on actually doing it we were like oh damn like this is actually gonna happen like we're gonna do a show because for me bro coming from you know most of my life living in Dallas and living in Plano I was like damn I want to have my first show here and Mm -hmm. so when it was like getting to that moment I kind of realized I was like Bro, life is short. Like, I can have a show in Plano, um, and I can make that happen. But this is a special moment, man. Like, I'm still a college kid. I'm a performer for a bunch of college yeah. kids and Kevin Robbins. And also, bro, hold Shout on, out, hold Kevin, on, man. This is crazy. My uh, At the time, I was interning for NBC, and one of my – the guy who is uh, my empl- – like, I, the guy who employed me to the position, he came. So it was just like, yo, oh, I, I chopped it up with him. Yeah, bro. It was yeah, insane. Insane. College <laughs> professors and everything. Yeah, bro. This is a crazy the, thing, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I was like, yo, because I'm saying stuff out there. There's, like, this aggression in me when I'm rapping. They're like, yeah. I was like, hey, man, I don't want to put off, like, I promise, like, I'm a nice kid. I just, yeah. you know, when I, when I grab the that's, mic, it's a different Yeah, that's interesting, bro, because I be cussing on the pod, bro. It's like, God, I know someone. I know one of my professors is going to watch this, bro. <laughs> like, it is, right. I, I won't change myself, but it's dying. Yeah. Can feel, I can feel you. I feel you. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, leading up to the show, bro, there was just a lot of, uh, I don't know, not necessarily doubt, but there was just a lot of like, damn, like, if I'm gonna, if this is gonna be my first show, like, am I gonna perform well? Like, this is the first time I'm gonna be performing in other people in regards to rap, because I've been in, in front of other people before, but not necessarily like, yo, I'm gonna be there for a set list, do some music and bounce. Like, I've never had that experience. And yeah. so kind of leading everything leading up to it. And Kevin be like, yo, um, can we can can we have a class right for you? And then I find out that's the final. I'm like, damn, I really cannot mess this up for these guys. A very like, crazy this dynamic, bro. Um, <laughs> this was my so, final. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, there was that's it's dope as hell in hindsight, but it's crazy to think about. Shout out Kevin. No, I'm bro, I'm right there with you. I remember when Kevin was telling me that, I'm like, damn man, I really gotta make sure this is a good enough performance. I don't want them to fail. So that's <laughs> That's what I was thinking in my head. And so I have all these things and I'm telling you, man, as soon as I took a step on the stage, it just washed away. It was weird. Like it wasn't even a, I didn't even grab the mic yet. I took a step on the stage. I actually, the step that I was on, shout out to Scratch House in Austin. It was like a wobbly step. I almost fell, oh, but then boy. luckily did not fall. Cause that would have been bad, but luckily <laughs> did not fall, got on stage. And then we had the performance, man. And everything kind of vanished away. The fact that, you know, it was going to be my first show. The fact that it was in Austin, all of this stuff. I was just grateful to be in that moment and to share that with people, bro. That, that was the coolest thing to me about performing 
it's just seeing the energy of other people be reciprocated and just that like there was one kid bro oh my god it was like one of my deeper cuts on a song that i think maybe i think on spotify has like only like and not only it's a it's a good amount it has like fifteen thousand streams and on apple maybe has like 30 or forty thousand streams but this kid is going bar for bar with me i'm like that's tight i've never seen that Yo, before i was like this is insane, crazy. so it was a a surreal experience bro it was it was so amazing and to end my college career on that <laughs> note for me was like that's that was dope it was dope before the pandemic and everything bro no that's sick seriously man. i'll speak from my perspective bro being in the crowd watching it bro it was the energy was crazy fam like it was, it was dope to watch, bro. Watching you shake hands and dap people up, and I, I don't, I don't know if I saw that that specific fan, but I saw a lot of fans uh, going word for word, bro. So yeah, bro, it was a beautiful experience, bro. I'm, yeah. I personally, bro, I'm, we we laughing about the final, bro. But uh, looking back in hindsight, bro, I really appreciate it, man. And it was just dope to be in attendance, bro. Like yeah. you killed it, I'll, like that was cool. Thank, <laughs> thank you, bro. I, I I really do appreciate it, man. That was it was so dope. It was so dope, and and hopefully, you know when you know, God willing, knock on wood, bro. Like when things can return to normalcy as something I, yes. I definitely want to do, man. I just want to just, just meeting people, bro. Just like the kind of the same thing that you're doing with this podcast, man. Like just talking with people. It's not it's even in the sense bro. of like, exactly, man. It's not even in the sense of music, just like to interact with other human beings on this life is, is so such a cool thing to me. Um, and I mean, to, to get to do that through music or whatever the, the outlet is, yeah. um, is amazing. <laughs> my last thing about the performance, bro. It's so funny, bro. Y'all know if you remember, you came up to me at the end of it. <laughs> you shook you shook me up. You said, hey, bro, I know you had to be here for a final. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, bro. I don't even remember that. Because, <laughs> bro, I was saying that because, yo, so this is what happened, man. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people that were, were going to come from me, I still got love for them. We're still homies to the death. It was supposed to be like 30 people coming out from me. They're like, yo, what time are you performing? I'm like, yo, I... Because we were finding out last minute from the venue, like, yo, this is the start time, all this stuff. And so they're like, yo, what time are you performing? I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you, all right? I'm the last person to perform, but I think it's going to be at midnight. They're like, hell no. Nah. So I'm like, all right, it makes sense. It's late. Be like that, college? It. Yeah, it's like, bro, it was a, was it a Friday or Saturday? I want to say it was uh, a Saturday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday, no, Friday you're right, you're right, you're right. It was a Friday, you're right. And it was a Friday, and so I was like, you know, there might be Sixth Street or whatever the case is. There might be uh, some other things to do. I get it. I'm not going to hold y'all to it. But um, uh, it was late. It was late. And I was like, I, I told Kevin right after, I was like, listen, thank you for staying. It is late as hell right now. I really do appreciate it. And I wanted to say that to everybody who was in that class. I'm like, I'm so sorry that it was like, <laughs> it's late as hell bro, right now. Dope, y'all got to be it here for dope. a show. But yeah, man, it was it was, see- it was a- yeah. It was dope, bro. See, your real supporters like myself, I went to your I went to your, your performance and I went to Sixth Street after. You know what I'm saying? So you, you could have made it to the show. You, you know what I'm saying? Respect. I definitely walked to Sixth. Uh, I actually lost. I couldn't find my car afterwards. Uh, that's a whole different story, right? But, <laughs> uh, man, bro, as we sort of kind of wrap up, man, you've been more than gracious with your time, bro. Um, heard you got a little, I got an album coming, man. Heard you got something coming. I guess I could ask you what's next, but I know you got something coming very soon, bro. So yes. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm very, uh, very, very excited. This is the first time I've ever uh, took a big hand in, in production and really just trying to produce my own stuff. And it's such a, I was previewing it uh, last night on my Instagram live, just like some snippets and just, cause I've been cooped up for so long, man, from, I, I'd say since yeah. January, since January, and I've le- released a couple like Lucy songs just to like release them, like two. But since January, I think I'm sitting on like 85, 90 songs. And so it was like, it, it got to the point, bro, where I was like, damn, man, I got to release something. And it's not going to be like no 50 track deluxe, whatever, <laughs> Chris Brown. Shout out Chris Drake, Brown. Like, Drake. <laughs> yeah, like Drake. Two side, two side. Yeah, two side. It's not going to be any of that, bro. It's, it's a lot of the, the best stuff. Actually, a lot of it has been like within the last month. Uh, it's a lot of the best stuff that I've ever done. And I know with a lot of artists or creatives, they're just like, you're so wrapped up in the moment, bro. Like every album is your best album to your next album, which is something I need to write down because that's kind of a bar. Uh, hey, but, bro, don't worry. This is going to be, this is being recorded, bro. I'll <laughs> recorded. send it to you. Okay, you, got got it. you got it. You got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's something I, I really, really love. And it has just such a good combination of different sounds because I think, 
leading up to this with every project that I've had or anything that I've released, I've always gotten the, yo, you sound like logic or yo, you sound like this. And I get it. Cause like growing up, you listen to your idols or you listen to the people that you listen to a lot and you try, there's it's just probably natural. Something. It's just natural. Yeah, 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 it's natural. It's natural. You, you, you pull from your inspiration and you try to make your own lane from it. I'm sure there's some freestyle of me. My brother has where I'm trying to sound like Lil Wayne. I, I, I can't yeah. remember it, but I'm sure. So, that's just kind of how it goes um and so this has a culmination of everything bro and i think it's like the first time i ever really have like a, a good feeling of like you'll get a sense of me which i haven't really done a lot and so i'm very excited for that man i'm very excited for people to listen to it it should come out by the end of the month august 31st so i'm no mixing and mastering it right now but yeah for sure, bro. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to it, bro. You've been more than gracious with your time, man. Uh, bro, I appreciate you coming on, bro. I'm a, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man chop it up with you. Like I said, bro, humble guy, man. And I I think I think you coming up to me at the end of that performance and you could have said anything, bro. How was the performance? Like, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that kind of just shows, bro, who you are, bro. And um, yeah. we've had a few encounters, bro. And, uh, bro, I, I just, I, like I said, I like to have people like you around, bro, because you good people, man. You're very humble. And uh, man, I'm, I'm all the success to you, bro. And I'm looking forward to the album, man. I'm gonna check it out, thank, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world to me, homie. And also, same goes to you, bro. We gotta chop it up soon. We gotta chop it up, man. Anytime, just talk. Man. We, yeah, just, Twitter's um, such a beautiful thing, bro. Cause I literally hit you on the DM last week and we was like, let's set it up, bro. So it's a beautiful Yeah, bro. Thing. As soon as I saw the DM, I was like, yo, this is tight. I'd love yeah. to. But, um, but yeah, man, I'm uh, grateful for your time as well, bro. Thank you for the uh, very thought-provoking questions and just the perspective hey, that you bring, man. Journalism school, bro. Journalism yes, sir. School, man. A journalist talking to another journalist is going to be a great conversation, <laughs> man. No question. I, I think but, I, I'm uh, sure Kevin will love it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. But yeah, man, thank you so much for your time, bro. And we'll, we'll talk soon.